0: I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, on today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are exploring how to teach our kids to know the character of God by studying the Bible. We're getting down to the basics. This is going to be really good and really practical, which you know is my very, very favorite. So let's get going. Well, as we said last week, one of the greatest joys we have in life is this calling With God's help, of course, to shape our children's hearts, to ground them, to guard them and guide them into God's amazing truth, love, and grace. And of course, the goal here is that one day we release them into the world for God's glory. And okay, wow, I know that sounds like a lot. We want, we too want to see faith move forward in our family and the world, but it's not easy, is it, honey?
1: No, it sure isn't. Uh, You know, that's, I think, one of the things we've been talking about, you know, over the last couple of weeks is that um, just having that perspective that, yeah, it is God's calling on our, our lives as parents to to shape our kids, to disciple them uh, with his help, to raise them up, to love Jesus and to walk with him. And yet mm-hmm. at the same time, we live with this awareness that this is God's work. I mean, that He is the one that is pursuing our kids and drawing them by his grace, his unmerited favor, or love, uh, to even give them the faith to trust in Jesus. And so we live with those I think those two realities, God's calling on our life, you know, that um, calling for us to be faithful. At the same time, um, God's faithfulness, that this is His work and it's mm-hmm. His grace that saved us as adults, and it'll be God's grace that saves our kids in His way and in His timing. And so it is, it's a challenge. Um, and yet, at the same time, there's so much relief and freedom that can come too when we realize at the end of the day, this is God's work and, and not just ours.
0: Oh, honey, that was perfect. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, I guess we can be done now. Wow, all right. <laughs> well, so today we're going to talk about Bible study basics for families and why it matters. And I love the word basics because I feel like we make it so complicated Um, it doesn't need to be so complicated and so we want to talk about how we can actually as parents um, be that first impression of who God is or what God is like okay that I guess is a lot feels like a lot that's a big (laughs) order right Um, the way God has ordered the family is that a father and mother should be the first reflection of the character of God and like I said this is an incredible responsibility pretty scary But I think it's important that we remember this that so much of how our kids view God will be shaped by our own character and conduct, and we have a responsibility to teach our children the Bible. But again, We don't have to make it so complicated. So we're going to talk about those basics today. Um, So we're going to get really practical, which you know is my very favorite. But I want to start with why this even matters. Like, why is it so important that our kids understand God's word?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I've shared this before. So forgive me um, if I have, but I just remember God giving me um, faith as a young child and giving me a love for his word. Mm -hmm. Like, I can remember being seven, eight years old and just having a desire to go upstairs to my room and read the Bible. I know that sounds so spiritual. I mean, it I, I um, wow, also of other things like, you know, um, you know, uh, trade baseball card, whatever. Uh, so I wasn't <laughs> quite the, the, the monk as I, as I sound right. as, as a young, <laughs> young child, but I do remember just as a young age, having a real desire to know God's word and to read my picture Bible with a red cover. And, and so I'm just so grateful for the way God, even at an early age gave me a love um, mm. for him but also a love for his word. And God's word plays such a central role in shaping us, molding us. As we think about parents, God's word plays such a central role in terms of shaping our kids. And, and so we want to talk about that today uh, in practical ways, but what you're talking about, I think we just need to step back and remember why God's word is so important to begin with. Right. And especially if we come from, from a more Protestant, you know, evangelical background, um, which we do that, that is, you know, God's word is so central um, to um, our understanding of who God is and what he's done for us and the spiritual life and so as a parent you know God's word plays such a central role and so one of the things I think is just you know fascinating to think about is that when we begin to read the Bible, one of the things we notice is that God is a God who speaks. Mm. You know, theologians call this you know uh, God's decree that when God speaks or, or he says something, you know things happen creation listens and obeys and mm. so you just see that at the very beginning. You know, Genesis chapter one or Psalm 33, verse six is this description of God speaking and, and creation responding. You know, Hebrews chapter one, verse three, referring to Jesus, you know, he's, he's the image of the invisible God and, and he's mm-hmm. sustaining all things by his powerful word, the writer says. And then as we, as we read throughout the Bible, you begin to see that throughout, you know, uh, the, the history of God's people. God's word in written form plays a really, really important role. So you just Mm -hmm. think about God commanding Moses to write down uh, on two tablets of stone, his commandments, mm. you know, Exodus 31, um, you know, verse 18 is, is that story of God telling Moses, here's what I want you to tell my people. Here's how they're to live. Mm. And Moses comes down from the mountain, gives them those words, you know, and, and so God's word w- was to play a formative role mm-hmm. and was to shape his people in such a way that they would be different from everybody else around them. They'd be a light unto all the nations. And then you see it, you know, in, in some of the the other history books or the prophetic books where God uses prophets or he uses the law to call his people back to reform and to repentance, mm-hmm. to mourning, to fasting. And of course, in the New Testament, we see it over and over again. You, know, you just think of the book of Acts where the, those early followers of Jesus, they met together in homes and... The writer says in Acts 2 that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, which, of course, would become our New Testament. And so you see God's word, um, it's powerful, um, it's active, um, it, it, it is shaping God's people, his community, his church. And so I think as we translate that into being a mom or a dad today, it's remembering God's word is not just, they're they're not just words on a piece of paper. Right. Um, This isn't just a book. I mean, this is God's word to us that there is authority. These aren't Mm -hmm. just man's words. These are God's words and they're necessary. We, we Mm -hmm. can't know certain things about God. We can't know how to, to be saved apart from God's word. Um, and they're sufficient, you know, they're, they're enough for us to know who God is, what it is that he desires for us, how we come into a right relationship with Jesus. And so God's word is just such a, a important, important um, thing for us mm-hmm. to, to have at the center of our life, but certainly at the, at the center of our families as we're thinking about mm-hmm. rooting our kids in faith.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that because and I kept thinking, wow, as you were sharing all that, I kept thinking, wow, we forget How easy it is for us to forget the power of God's word and not just for our kids. You know, I think about our kids and the desire we have for them to love God's word. Let's talk about ourselves, you know, like it starts with us. And I think that's really important for us to remember as parents. Like, do you really believe that God's word is powerful? In yeah, I think your life.
1: Uh, you're, you're exactly right. I know that we're going to kind of transition to that here in just a minute, but I, it is interesting. You're, you're saying that reminded me of how, you know, back to Genesis one, Genesis two, Genesis three, of course, are those opening chapters of the Bible, which is telling the story of God, you know, ordering the cosmos and, and setting right uh, the world and bringing into existence all that there is. And, and so every time God speaks, I think nine different times in Genesis one, it says, and God said, and God mm. said, and God said, and, and his creation is responding and yet the very first time that, that creation does not respond to his word is, is, of course, the story in Genesis 3 when God had said, don't eat from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil.
0: Mm.
1: And that will be the first time that, that, um, that humanity will hear God's word and disobey it. Mm. And so up to that point, um, God's creation had, had listened to him, had obeyed him you know, in Genesis 1, Genesis 2. You know, God said, let there be light. And there was light. So creation is responding in the positive, And yet humanity made in his image when when they hear God's word, they actually disobey. And so we just see that at the very beginning of the story mm-hmm. that even though God has spoken, even though God's word is powerful, um, that we have a tendency this side of, of the Garden of Eden to disbelieve in God, mm-hmm. uh, to disobey him, to doubt God's word. And so we have this internal struggle um, as even as followers of Jesus, as Christians to, to sometimes not take God at his word, not to mm-hmm. listen to him. And so again, as we think about our kids, um, that struggle is, is theirs too. And so, um, and so it's just, as we're continuing to talk about rooting our kids in faith, we're going to get into some real basics. Um, there's also a battle that goes mm-hmm. on with God's word, just as we saw at the very beginning of the story. And um, and so God's word is not being proclaimed and taught and memorized in a vacuum. There is, there is a battle mm. uh, that the enemy wants to snatch God's word, uh, wants to cast doubt or cause doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyways, I just want to add that. that. I know no. that that's getting away from what we're talking about. No, but, but I think it, it it's reminded a, me of It's as important. You were talking about that. It's
0: important for us to remember, like I just said, that there is such power in God's yep. word. And um, if we're going to start with us as parents, like, let's start, let's start there because we are the example to our kids. And the question is, I would just ask, are you being an example to your kids of somebody who loves God's word? And we, I have a few questions here just to ask yourself um, to think about that I think may be helpful in this. Uh, do your kids see you reading your Bible? Do they hear you talking about what, what God is speaking to you about? Are you reading the Bible together as a family? And is it a priority to take a Bible to church? I feel like those are helpful questions to to just think about because again, as a parent, you know, of course, I want to impart truth to my kids. I want to teach them the Bible, but I really need to do some self-examination here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. those are those are excellent questions. I think those uh, ought to be, you know, things we just sort of sit on and think about. And, and um, you know, like we said before, I mean, we really are going to be the first, um, you know, image of who God is to our kids. And mm, that's the way God right. has ordered the family. It's what he calls a dad to, a mom to. And so we're putting on display for our kids the heart of God, the character of God and as we're thinking about you know just treasuring God's word, knowing God's word, you know having a hunger and thirst for righteousness, are our kids seeing that? Is that being demonstrated mm. in our own home? Do um, do our kids you know see Dad sitting down in the chair and vegging out to Netflix or watching ESPN for hours, or do they see <laughs> you know do they see Dad open with you know a Bible and a commentary or a good book? Right. Um, and, and I know that's not everybody not well, everybody's going to pick up a commentary, but do they see us? You having a spiritual hunger and desire mm-hmm. to really know God's Word is that normal um, throughout the week or do they just see us doing that on a Sunday morning? And I think that's so that can be so formative. Yeah, um, in, a, in a kid's life. You had mentioned the idea of taking a Bible to church. Um, I know,
0: honey, I shouldn't even have and brought so that, that, that up. That
1: is a, I know, I, I, I just <laughs> but think. But,
0: I mean, pastor here, you well, know.
1: Well, yeah, this is, but I, I do, I think that's such a, you know, it, 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 our kids, they hear me say all the time, you wouldn't go to a baseball game without your baseball mitt. Um, and so I, I use if that you are in, playing. if you're playing baseball, right? <laughs> unless you're just going to watch. Right. Um, and so I use that sort of illustration to say, when you're going to church, you're, you're going to learn, you're going to worship, you're going to hear God's word taught. So take your Bible, take your mitt. You right. know, don't don't show up at the baseball field without your mitt or your or your bat. And I know that I don't want to sound um, legalistic or uh, rigid in that the reason I think that's so important for for kids, especially, you know, we live in a day and age where, you know, any verse can be pulled up on a phone or a tablet. And I think one of the reasons why it's so important to, take, to teach your kids to take their Bible to church is you're helping them learn God's Word. You know, someday when they're 17, 18, 19 years old and they know the books of the Bible and they know where things are at, um, fair enough, we've, we've all done that. But I think it, that can in and of itself just be a really, really practical way for kids to learn the Bible if they have to take their Bible to church and, um, and hopefully your, your pastor's preaching from the Bible and, and encouraging people to open mm-hmm. up their, their Bibles, you know, when he does that, they've got to scramble around, you know, like every 13 year old who's you know nervous about, Oh no, I can't find Nehemiah. Um, oh, that's so good for them. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. so good. That's how you learn God's word. It's how you get comfortable, um, with God's word. And so I'm a huge believer in encouraging kids to take their, their Bible to church for that reason. And others, of course. Yeah.
0: Well, and I mean. Again, going back to where we started there, if, if we really believe that God's word is powerful and active in our lives and, and our faith really centers around all that it teaches us, then we that I mean, not just our kids, but obviously us as adults, like we would be taking our Bible to church. This could be absolutely I mean, could a whole absolutely. episode. Well, just and I just this. think <laughs> that, you know,
1: now I'm really on a roll here. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. But no, I mean, I think you're exactly right, and I think that the just the the, the what it communicates about what we treasure. I mean, I, mm. I take a Bible uh, even when I'm not preaching because whoever's preaching, like there's there's stuff that's gonna come out of of the pastor's mouth that I want to make sure I don't forget, mm, and I want right. to jot that down. I wanna I wanna highlight or make a note. I mean, I know you know that I just you open my Bible and there's notes all over because I would forget. And so I just think even taking the Bible shows that we treasure God's Mm. word, that we really do want to not just hear it, but we want to hear it and and know it and remember it. And I think taking a Bible to church in particular, writing in the notes, highlighting, those are just great ways that we can. Not only hear God's word, but but also um, help memorize and and learn it. And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm a big, as you can see, I'm a big advocate for taking the Bible to church. Yeah, and I and think teaching our kids to do that. As one well. of the other
0: questions that I had asked is, do your kids see you reading your Bible? And that's something that I thought of, you know, several years ago. I would get up so early that I was done maybe reading the Bible by the time the kids got up, and well, maybe
1: you need to spend a little more time on uh, <laughs> it. <is that not? laughs>
0: Anyways, but I do remember it at some point thinking, "Oh, I, but I want them to yeah, see." Yeah, miss out on seeing. Yep. I want. I do want them to see me with my Bible open. I do, there's just something about that when when your kids can see you studying God's word, and also like what what the other question? Do they hear you talking about? what God is speaking Hmm. to you about I mean even just our everyday language of oh my word did you see how God what God did in that situation just making that normal (laughs) yeah just making that normal so so Definitely, it starts with us, um, as the parent, being an example to our kids um, of, of a of a student of the Word, yep. you know, somebody who loves God's Word. Um, so let's get really practical and basic, because, you know, this is like the part I was ready to get to in the very beginning, um, but how do we teach our kids to love God's Word? You know, uh, we are talking about being an example and all that, but like, when we get down to it practically how can we actually get them involved in this more than just them seeing us? How do we then take that and help get them involved in really um, loving God's word? And so, Okay, I feel like this there will be seasons here where you feel like, oh, my kid, you know, they get it. They they they're really into their Bible this week. Right.
1: Right Today.
0: Right. Today. And then like three weeks later, you're like, oh, no, I don't think they've ever done a devotion (laughs) in their life. (laughs) So I just I need to state that up front because this is not this does not look perfect. And this looks like work, continual work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's good. One of the things I was thinking about after our last episode that I wished I would have mentioned, Is that you know just not projecting on our kids where we're at in the journey, Um, Mm, and and what I mean by that is that I think sometimes we can expect our kids at seven or at eleven or even eighteen to be at the same place that we're at in our spiritual journey or walk with God. That um, and that just the reality is that you you go back to when when you were seventeen or when you were Mm eleven, and so I think just being you know patient with them and and continuing to model faithfulness and a love for God's word, and so yeah, it doesn't always look perfect. And there's times that you just get really excited and you're super encouraged because of where they're at. And there's other times you're like, oh, no, what did I do wrong?
0: Yeah. And,
1: and it's a long journey. And God is the one who's doing the changing. But, all, but just remembering not to put on them um, where we're at on the journey mm-hmm. and, and, and where they're at in the journey. Right. Um, that This is their walk with God and God's doing it in his way and his timing. And so that's a really good um, Anyways,
0: So practically, I think, you know, I think, okay. I'm trying to think back to when our kids were really little. And I know we've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I mean, we were there are so many devotionals, kids devotionals, um, kids Bibles for when they're really little or little kids prayer books, just. Honestly, being consistent in reading those at night with them.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's, I mean, to, just to put it even, even more simply is just to commit to reading the Bible on a weekly basis with mm-hmm. your family, right? I mean, that's what you're talking about yeah. is just picking a children's Bible or a devotional, depending on the ages of your kids and just saying, we're going to set a time, uh, you know, each week, whether that's every night before bed, um, or we're going to do, you know, three nights a week, uh, this week, but just, yeah, carving out time where you're going to intentionally, Um, read God's word together as Mm -hmm. a family or a Bible or or a devotional.
0: Yeah. And so we, I know we've mentioned this before, but we have a family devotional. We'll make sure we put a link to that in the show notes called Faith Forward. And that's, I mean, essentially it's a hundred devotions um, to take your family through the Bible, and it's for kids of all ages. Yeah,
1: that one in particular, you know, we, we had written that um, for the, I think the real life family that has kids, you know, mm-hmm. in all different ages. And so that one's written for kids that are, you know, really six, seven, up until really, I think through high school, somebody yeah. could, could get, um, you know, uh, something from that. And so that's a great resource that the entire family could go through together, and so um, Faith Forward is a, is a fantastic book, um, fantastic resource that really will help you as a parent teach your kids the Bible, you know, from Genesis to Revelation.
0: One thing in particular that I love that we did with that family devotional is is to have a main a key idea main idea for yeah. each, de- because I feel like with kids, it's like, OK, so what's the point? You know what I mean? Right. Like you just want as a parent to know what is the point of this devotion that I want my kids to walk away with. So we definitely included that. Um, they're very simple devotionals, but uh, devotions, but um, with a simple prayer that will, again, I think be good for any age. And and we did that on purpose because as parents, you know, over the years, knowing with kids, four kids that are different ages, I feel like we always struggle to find the right you know, the right devotional that we could do as a family, not I, not individually. I think with our kids, you know, individually it was different, but as a family, that's where it got a little more tricky. Um, so that's Faith Forward Family Devotional. I think
1: one of the important things too is before we move on to the, one of the other sort of you know, next practical things or simple things we can do is just remembering that like the goal, when you, especially when your kids are young, um, is, just to, is just to give them truth, just to plant seeds. Mm. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up and do they know enough? Do they understand enough? And I think, you know, especially when kids are young, I mean, roughly up till the age of 10, I mean, kids are thinking more concretely. Um, mm. They haven't yet started, even though they can ask some great questions. I mean, kids are not necessarily thinking abstractly as they will as they get, mm. they get older. And so I think especially if, if your kids are young, like the goal is just to plant God's word um, in their hearts and their minds. And, and we're talking about, you know, reading God's word, you know, memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. I heard a, a, an analogy used years ago and he was talking about something else, but a pastor in Toledo, I, I think I've shared this before. He talked about Cheerio, a bowl of Cheerios. And if you give, you know, a two year old a bowl of Cheerios, the, the Cheerios are going to end up all over the floor. You know, you, you, you <laughs> totally. just picture your child yeah. in, in the high chair and you give them a whole bowl before you know it, I mean, the dog's eating them off the floor. Uh, you're <laughs> vacuuming them up later. I mean, they're just everywhere. But if you give a two-year-old just one Cheerio, mm. the likelihood of that one Cheerio getting from getting from the bowl into your son or daughter's mouth is, is great. Mm. I think that's the image that we're talking about as we're, as we're planting God's word mm. in our child's heart or mind, especially in those early years, is just one Cheerio at a time. Mm-hmm. And so you're just giving them truth upon truth upon truth. And you're, you're trusting that in time, God's going to water that. You're going to do that in time. But, but I think that's just maybe an important point to remember, mm-hmm. especially when our kids are young. They're, they're thinking more concretely. And the goal is just to fill them with God's truth.
0: Right. And I, again, that's back to the basics, right? We don't have to make it so complicated. So there's the Faith Forward Family Devotional. We also have a resource that I'm not even sure we've ever mentioned this before on the podcast called The Dig for Kids. And the dig for kids is, well, honey, you want to tell him? Because you wrote sure. that.
1: I, you know, the dig for kids started as I was just looking for a way to uh, teach Tyler at the time. Tyler's 18. He's almost 19. No. And <laughs> he was, he was really young and he had been through a lot of the children's Bibles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, boy, he's not quite old enough to read the Bible on his own. And we've been through, it felt like, you know, several different children's Bibles. So I just started writing him daily devotions through the to the think gospel of, of how, Luke.
0: How old was he?
1: I, he? I feel like he was probably around six-ish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that turned into the dig for kids. And so mm-hmm. the dig for kids, there's this sort of fictitious character named Doc who takes kids on, a, on an archaeological dig and they find God's treasure, they clean it up and they put it on display. And so the dig is meant to be really more of a passage by passage study through different books of the Bible. Yeah. So we've written them through the Gospel of Luke, through Proverbs, through the book of James. And so that's just a really, really simple, practical Resource that a parent could take mm-hmm. if their kids are a little bit older, and you can read through straight through a book of the Bible, but also have some helpful questions. And some key ideas along the way, right?
0: Well, and I what I love about that. So the Dig for Kids Proverbs, for instance, you know, you're taking your child through Proverbs. Each lesson is just one page. It's very simple, um, but like you said, you you find this treasure, and that treasure is is in God's Word, right? Right, and then putting it. Um, what is the it, next? Yeah, one? putting it
1: on display is really just that idea of that when you dig into a passage, you you find that treasure, that key idea for that lesson. Mm-hmm. And then you put it on display. I mean, just as you would how take. Would a, it yeah, how would we show it to the world? Yeah, How would we show it to the world? And so, just as an archaeologist finds, uh-huh. you know, this pottery, you know, this piece of pottery, and they clean it up and then they mm-hmm. put it on display for for other people to see. And so, it's very then application driven. How do yeah. I take God's word and live it out?
0: Yep. Yeah. So the dig for kids, you can find that on Amazon. We'll also make sure that we put a link in the show notes. Um, so there's. All sorts of devotionals and Bible studies for kids I would definitely recommend starting there making sure you're just reading you know even if your kids are really little like just reading children's Bibles with them Um, and then practically some other ways that we've I I was thinking of this that we've taught our kids over the years God's Word are through um, different games or prizes really so
1: (laughs) we call that bribery (laughs) That's yes, that's what that totally. is totally in the name of Jesus.
0: Yeah. Well, it worked. So we'll just keep right Well, that's they get right. older. They get it's older. Not and not they get fun. smarter, and it's, yeah. it
1: takes a little more work, a little more money. No. <laughs> but we have. We've done fun. You know, I remember when the kids were young. We yeah, you know, I'd make a, a poster board and put verses that I wanted them to memorize, and give them stars, and if they memorize five, then they got a dollar. Those kinds of things. Yeah, and, and I, just- that
0: was so fun to them. I mean, they really liked that. Like we would get a very colorful poster board, write the Bible verse. Down their name, and then as they, like Pat said, as they memorized, they'd get prizes. Um, the other thing that we we did that I think m- our kids liked e- way even better than that, and you did this, honey, is you would write the Bible verses on note cards and hide them throughout the house. Oh, yeah, Do you I remember that?
1: that? I had forgotten about that.
0: Yep. Well, they really loved that, and so it was kind of like a hide and seek. And yeah. then when they found the note card they would, it would have the Bible verse written, well, the the reference the scripture reference written on it and then they would have to recite the verse you know if and yeah. if they did what did they get cuz i can't remember i really don't remember, remember. Oh, i, I forgot about that but i'm sure
1: it was something great <laughs> <laughs> it was really special oh
0: they well they loved it so i guess you could come up with your own price that's that. right
1: one one other quick one before we wrap up is i just you know is, think about kids that are older and those of us that that you know have you know kids that are teenagers mm. or becoming young adults, I think it's so important to then begin, you know, just rightly applying God's word to different situations or circumstances there. And it's one thing mm, when your kids are young yeah. and you're doing what we're talking about, you're just, you're just, you know, planting those seeds. And the hope is that, that, you know, someday in, in, in life and in different situations, God's word is just coming out of them. I think of Matthew four, where Jesus is being tempted by the devil mm. and over and over again in the, in that experience, he's saying it is written. I mean, God's mm. word was so in him. Um, and God's word had not only, you know, grounded even Jesus, God, God in the flesh, but it was guarding him. And, and mm. that's what you want for your kids as they get older. And so I think one of the things just to keep in mind, too, that, that I think we, we can do as a parent is to really then begin rightly applying God's word to specific situations that they're facing as they get older. And what I mean, you know, maybe just mm. one practical example is, is Tyler, because he's older. Or older than our other kids. Poor Tyler. Just,
0: we always use him as an example. That's I know.
1: <laughs> um, but just even thinking about it as he was getting closer to graduating high school and beginning to think about college and trying mm-hmm. to discern God's will. I mean, just think about. I remember taking mm. a verse that he had memorized. or I had him memorize when he was younger you know, Proverbs three, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, right? Mm. That's, that's a word that was, um, or those were words that were in him, mm. but now as he's getting older and he's encountering real life situations, it's helping God's word come alive and mm, seeing the I relevancy of God's word and coming back. Tyler, remember I had you memorize this when you were six years old. Right? Um, this is, still, this is still true. That's so and powerful. I know you don't know what, what you want to do right now. And it seems, this seems like a confusing season or circumstances, mm-hmm. but I want you to remember Proverbs chapter three and it's coming back to some of those passages or taking God's word to maybe a temptation or um, a a character issue that a child is facing Mm -hmm. and having them memorize that or talking through that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's lots of ways we can we can continue to to rightly apply God's word as our kids are getting older and they're moving from thinking concretely to more abstractly they're Mm -hmm. wrestling with the truthfulness of god's word they they get to see the fruit of that Mm -hmm. and how that can ground them guide them and and certainly guard them Mm -hmm. in many different situations yeah
0: and i think that when we've we've spent the time to teach them god's word i think about how many times we told our kids now you know this is how god wants us to treat others or that you know what i mean like it applies to all sorts of situations in everyday life.
1: Just seeing the blessing of walking in obedience to God's word.
0: Yeah. One more thing I did want to mention too, is that we've all, I think it's okay to ask your child, uh, are you doing your devotions? I mean, I know that sounds so simple.
1: Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to get into that next episode of just helping our kids cultivate more of uh, their own Mm -hmm. relationship, but absolutely just encouraging them, them as they get older um, to be doing that that God time on their own and to be pursuing God's right. word I think is your you're yeah. right is so important.
0: I'm excited for the next episode we're talking about helping your kids have. That personal relationship with Jesus So like you said We'll get into more of that next week Well friend we are so so grateful You have joined us today If we haven't met Now there's a lot of you That have introduced yourselves And I love it We want to get to know you Be sure to follow us on Instagram At Patrick W. Schwenk And at Ruth Schwenk Or on Facebook Also don't forget Everything we talked about Will be at RootLikeFaith.com Forward slash podcast well, we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Would you do us a big favor and leave us a review or rating and share this podcast with your friends? It just takes a second. It's a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith. Be sure to tag us on social media when you do that. Well, we're so grateful for your help in getting the word out. All right, friend, we'll chat soon and we hope you have the best week.